Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. I am Simone de Rochefort and I don't have a problem. Um, I'm joined tonight <laughs> by Christina Warren, Senior Tech Correspondent at Mashable.com and Brianna Wu, Head of Development at Giant Space Cat. Who have been having uh, I'm sorry, I'm rescinding that job as of today and only reading Crave books from now on. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Where are you writing them, Brianna? I'm only going to write Crave books from now on. This is what I'm going to do. I'm no longer yeah. going to be at Mashable. I'm going to be a Crave author. I yeah. think that that is pretty much the path we're all pursuing as of today. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry that this is the last episode of the show. Uh, um, we will all, the whole podcast, actually no, the, the podcast will continue. It will just continue as a Crave book. <laughs> We will update a chapter each day. I'm sorry, that's brilliant. That's so <laughs> Isn't it? Brilliant. And look, the membership model works. I mean, we've got the we have the we have the Relay FM yeah. membership model. Crave has a membership model too. Oh my god! Actually, Relay should just copy Crave. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! And then like, have well, like little... just rip it off. Every so every every show has its own story, and everybody can subscribe. You can have the exact same membership model that we have now. But rather than doing podcasts, we're going to do these interactive young adult romances <laughs> with little behind the scenes videos and audio yes. clips, and gifts, and audio of clips me. and gifts, and gifs. Uh, wow! As, as, whoa! As whoa. Correct whoa, whoa! 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 Back up there! Yeah, yeah. you're fired, Christina. Let's not say stuff. No, it's it's anyway. What, what, enough about what the... I'm looking forward to is going about my day and just like seeing like a really hot guy at the mall <laughs> and just taking gifs of him on my phone without yeah. his permission and then just putting it in the in the app. Like that's uh, you're just gonna carry not, around uh, some media release forms in, in your purse, sense, is it? Yeah, it's fine. I'm probably okay. I'll talk to my lawyer. He's a buzzkill. <laughs> I think he'll be okay. <laughs> Just remember, don't take no for an answer. You okay. bully that lawyer until he tells you it's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's exactly what it is. It's the yeah. damn right. Okay. <laughs> it's the American way. It, it is the American I, way. I think Crave has to be our top story. Uh, I think it has like, to be. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to okay. talk about more important things in tech. <laughs> I just... um, but frankly, a couple things. First of all, oh. it's been kind of a slow week. If we're being totally honest about what, what's been going on. Like, it's been kind of slow. Mm -hmm. um, second of all, this is far and away the most entertaining topic that we could ever possibly do on this show. This is, this, this is Simone found the story. So, so Simone, <laughs> I want you to tell us about it. And, and then we're all going to talk about it because we've all downloaded it and played with it. And yeah. Yeah, and I'm and suffering right now because my phone is dying and I can't play and with so it And so you haven't finished the whole thing. But it's... Oh, God, Simone. Yeah, I know. I'm behind. I, I know. I, she, I brought she, this she to read door all and then I abandoned you. The of, of, of 15 pages. It's, yeah. <laughs> so Crave is an app that turns romance novels into multimedia experiences. And I am so equally fascinated by it and creeped out by it that it is Horrified. impossible to describe. So basically, yeah. it is puts you in the role of the protagonist in the romance novel and it inserts all these interactive elements so like as you, it starts off with this short like film clip of you in the perspective of the the protagonist the female protagonist at a bar you know and she's going through her cell phone and like checking all her social media stuff and it's playing on your phone in full screen and yes. then it drops you right into the text and you read through and then like it's a video is what it is that yeah. looks like it's somebody texting yeah, yeah. basically and it'll like she has the text conversation with her mom after that and it's like happening on your phone and there are all these different interactive elements like videos the one that i got to was an interview with the male love interest <laughs> talking about how he met her yes which happens it right at the point where she sees him for the first time in the restaurant yes so oh my it, god it is the best acting it, it is we have the to acting say that. the yes. acting is truly truly terrible um there are a couple <laughs> of moments there are a couple of moments where the, the, the actor who plays the boyfriend 
um, almost is believable it, because he does like three video clips. And there's one scene where there's a part where he's actually kind of okay. And I'm like, you know what? You maybe would get cast on a soap opera. You're, 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 you're not cute enough, actually. That's the problem. You're not actually cute enough to get cast on a soap. Not even MTV. Like these days, MTV is kind of the sh- <laughs> but oops, Sorry, Steven. Um, Believer. Uh, but, you know, the acting is almost soap quality, okay? You could be on camp. He could be on Degrassi, okay? He could be on the new Degrassi for Netflix. Oh, my God. All right, because he's Canadian ugly enough. Like, that's <laughs> well, oh, I no. thought he was okay. I, I will go well, on the record as he's, saying... He's, He's not American TV pretty. He's just not. So again, Canada fine, America it's not going to happen. Netflix maybe. Um, okay, Amazon never... probably. Hulu original maybe. Oh, you you never heard American TV pretty before? I, I'm sorry. Just like oh, you're you're Canada pretty. You know. Well, no. Okay, going back to Degrassi for two seconds. I'm sorry to, dig- to digress. Oh, but please do. Weekend, but but I spent the weekend rewatching Degrassi: The Next Generation because of the the Netflix series, and I was reminded. Of a couple of things. One, this is why my husband and I are soulmates. Because when we first got together, we confessed to one another that we watched what was then called The Inn um, and enjoyed Degrassi the Next Generation, despite <laughs> the fact that I was in my 20s and he was in, my, in, in his 30s. Um, and we we both were, were big fans. Um, second of all, I called the two actresses who left the show and actually went on American TV. It was uh, One was uh, Shanae Rhimes and the other was uh, Nina D- uh, Dobrev. And I called them both and I was like, oh, no, they're totally going to go on TV. They're American TV pretty. They're, they can get real TV jobs. And I totally called it. Oh my so oh. because they well, – well, yeah. And then looking back, I was like, oh, I was so right. They're the only two who like <laughs> – because in Canada, it's more of a meritocracy. Like it's, like it's not just casting based on like how you look. It's more like based on like acting because you've got to like actually hire Canadian actors. So, you know, like you have a better shot, right? But in America, like, no, you, you have to have a certain look to actually get jobs. So, you know. That's what the, the whole theme of the book is about, Christina. Like, <laughs> that's the yeah, yeah, you're really getting uh, well, meta with this. <laughs> right. uh, I, I am. I am getting meta with this. I was actually just thinking that. Um, yeah. So, but but, but the, the father, the actor who plays the father. Was oh, I didn't get to his part yet. <laughs> okay. Oh, tell, uh, me, tell me, tell me, tell <laughs> me. Oh my god! So it's it's just he's he's supposed to be a washed up soap actor uh, again right. from a Degrassi like show, um and and he's certainly oh. not American TV pretty ever. Oh, oh he was never oh. good enough to be good. No, good it's like the TV. interactive experience in yes. the novel of your dad telling you how disappointed he is oh. with your life choices. Oh my and, god! And, and he's acted like, out in front of you, and like I found myself like angry. I'm like. F you, Dad. You never. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the the characterization of him thus far has been he hasn't seen uh, him in two years because some horrible accident happened that was probably his fault that ended your career, and and he's very proud of himself for um uh, getting a woman pregnant who's a twenty four year old. Yo, um, keep in mind your character is eighteen, and you're like that's gross, Dad. And he's like very smug and proud, and then he's like, I know my mom left you. And she's like, No, she left me because I slept with her best friend. Like the <gasps> exposition, and 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 in this story is just i mean it's it's so good that's so okay terrible. and we should mention that this book is november 9th by colleen hoover um oh my god so colleen hoover basically uh this is the first book that is being uh, i guess put out not put out by this app but um animated in so many ways by this app and then there are going to be a couple more and eventually if you pay 3.99 a month you'll get a chapter a day which Brianna Wu, <laughs> which Brianna Wu did because props to you, Brianna. Look, I will give Kim Kardashian money because why not? Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, because why? Look, Kanye and because Kim, we can't avoid capitalism. No, and because that game is freaking good. All right, we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have. Um, we have. It's a good game. It's it's a genuinely good game. The Katy Perry game is not good. 
we have to talk about that. The Katy Perry game is actually pretty terrible, but but the Kardashian game is self-aware and funny. So I'll give her money. Um, I draw the line at, at Colleen Hoover. Is that her name? Yes. Sorry, yeah, Colleen. You're not it. you're not getting to well, die from me. There's no way. But I have to say, the reason I subscribed to this is exactly why I um, you know, downloaded the the VR porn last yes. week and tried it. Yes. Like for my company, for what we are interested in oh, doing, you have to. Yes. Um, you know, we're we think about new media and new storytelling and kind of process it. I have to say, like this is a, a tangent, but we came very, very close at Giant Space Cat to working with someone who has done a ton of research in um like uh K drama and who oh, wanted yeah. to turn it into a very similar thing like this. And we may actually return to it because you can look at the numbers for this and the market is absolutely there. Mm-hmm. And, oh, totally. you know, you you have, and I think it's important to remember, like, I'm just going to come clean. I, it, it's so funny because I will sit there and watch like 24 in the most hard-nosed, violent television shows. And then I will like go read YA novels. And mm-hmm. it's not something I'm proud of, but I, oh, yeah. I love it. And it is Oh, I do not, too. But I like, oh, yeah. but the writing is terrible. Like, let, oh, let's, it's just horrible. Be, let's just be totally real. Like, I yeah. read, look, like. I was confessing this to the girls before. Like, (laughs) I've read some bad fan fiction and YA, like, stuff on Wattpad because when the Harry Styles, when the girl who wrote the Harry Styles, like, three trilogy thing got, like, over a million views and she got a real book deal, I was like, okay, (laughs) what is this? And it's pretty terrible. It's actually some of the worst stuff I've ever read. This is worse than that. But see, it has the potential to be better, not with, maybe not with this specific book, but since they are putting out more books through it, I'm really, I am interested in seeing them. And I'm actually interested in in hearing from someone who enjoys heterosexuals because, <laughs> <laughs> so my reaction to this was, uh, it's funny that you mentioned the VR porn, Brianna, because that was pretty right. much my reaction to this. I was like, this is too intimate for me. <laughs> um, so did you get down to the point where he's seeing where he puts his, his hand on your knee to piano knee. Oh, music? God. Oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, it's so bad. He's comforting it's... you because he, 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 what happens basically is that this girl who has this, <laughs> this, this affliction, she was burned on her face and she used to be pretty and now she's ugly and, and, and other stuff. Story of my life. Is that dinner, is, 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 is at lunch with her terrible father who's just a complete bastard and and suddenly she sees this very cute boy who's staring at her and she's like why is he looking at me she forgets for a moment that she's burned and hideous and like thinks oh maybe he thinks i'm attractive he's clearly listening to their conversation listening to the fact that her father is as i said a complete and uh decides to interject and say oh honey there you are i'm sorry i'm so late and just steps in and pretends to be her boyfriend and then just proceeds to make her father uncomfortable and and for some reason the father is mad at the boyfriend i i don't get the whole thing but i don't understand why the father would care period because he doesn't seem to care about anything but this part of the narrative really doesn't make any sense then the father leaves they have some awkward conversation um they they eat salmon uh, for some reason and uh, there's a video of him eating and he he chews in the grossest possible oh, way oh no and then and then it ends so and i mean then you, you pay, pay them four dollars and then you pay and then, then you, more of it. and then he sends you yeah. text you do that, messages as i understand he does it. he does okay I'm so, 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 right now, so what, 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 show. so, so yeah. Bri, what have i missed because i i could text you i'm texting you right now what what he just texted me Oh no, so oh no. I can't get this the me- so you're gonna terrible. have to read it to me because I can't get the message. Okay, yeah, so I want you to this. imagine the worst Instagram photo of your life of this yes. this guy, like this very creative book type, chewing on a pencil tip oh. and staring off into space with a pencil lead to a Bob Dylan quote. Oh. And it says there in like bad font, 
I think that if I touched the earth, it would underlying crumble. <gasps> oh, and, and he then said it's that got, to like, me. And, okay. and then, and then it, and he, they have it set to look kind of like a Snapchat thing, like it's going to disappear. But because they're su- they're clearly so afraid of Snapchat suing them as they should be, they have the, the 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 timer on the opposite side of the screen, and they have a font that Snapchat wouldn't let you use. Wow. <laughs> That's genius. Nice. Sneaky. Oh. So, uh, Caitlin Tiffany wrote a great piece on The Verge about how awful really the good. boyfriend is. And yeah. basically, he's like he's kind of a washed up author. And what turned me off immediately was that he's been writing poetry and he compared himself to Dylan Thomas right off the bat, you know, except it, he it, hasn't it was, found his T.S. Eliot. It, it, except, you know, Dylan Thomas, I'm just like him, if, if you know, he was discovered by T.S. Eliot, except I was discovered by no one. It's like, <laughs> die writing to no in a one. fire, oh my God. you douchebag, die. <laughs> I think you we've all had... You know, you know who he reminds me of? Who? He reminds me of freaking Jess from Gilmore Girls, who I hate. Uh. And I know so many people who watched Gilmore Girls like, oh, Jess and Rory should be together. No, Jess was insufferable and terrible. Like, Dean had his, like, flaws and clearly wasn't right for her. And when she got together with him after he married someone else and then decided to lose her virginity to him, like, bad on you, Rory. Like, that was really, really bad. And, like, all of her boyfriends sucked. Let's just be real. All of Rory's boyfriends were terrible. But Jess was the worst. Like, he, it, especially, like, he goes away, like, for his spinoff that never happened because the WB was smart and realized that he would give <laughs> a spinoff to, um to milo whatever the hell his name was um and then uh he comes back a couple years later and all of a sudden he's like a very successful author it's like dude you didn't even graduate from high school like uh, what are you uh, yeah you're now you're 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 this like you're riding on a motorcycle like quoting dylan thomas like stop yeah that makes me want to die (laughs) so i mean he's not a good He's not a great boyfriend. This is not well written. But can we can we talk about the aggregate effect of this kind of storytelling? Yes, to me, this that's, is so that's important. The interesting actually, part because yes. it does, it really sucks me in. I it totally does. Yes, and I can imagine a different story actually being really, really good. Um, because oh, like, I agree. Seeing the boyfriend, even though I mean, to be honest, I'm not really into white guys, but like, and all the all the stories so far have white guys. Uh, but you know, like, it's I don't know. It's like when you can listen, we can watch text messages come in when you I get like Instagram. Right, I yes. like it, and it's I like it's. I don't yeah. know if I like seeing the boyfriends. For me, yeah, and that's one of the points that uh, she brought up in her article was that it, it forces. I think actually I'd like to check with you guys. So the the female protagonist is never her face is never shown, right? No, so not far. That okay, yeah. but then the boyfriend is shown. So it kind of yes. it does so, so- right by letting you be a blank slate, but it then kind of it it means you have to be attracted to this guy, and then if you're not, it's like the fantasy is kind of dashed. Again, I feel like this would work with fanfic. If again to go back to my Harry Styles example for a moment, oh, sorry, yes. it's always all it's all about One Direction, and also he's about to turn twenty two, and this is very important for us to talk about. Okay, um, no, I'm I'm kidding. Not Nylon's my man anyway. He is about to turn twenty two, actually. Um, but uh, Nile and Zane are the two hottest ones in that group. We all know that. Anyway, um, R.I.P. Zane. But anyway, um, to go back to that, like I feel like that works when you have like characters and and visual images that people know and they're already putting their heads to that but i feel like with other things i mean this is why movie adaptations are crucial you kind of want to know what they look like and you kind of don't want to know like uh brie and i we were we were texting about twilight earlier i think they actually did a really good job casting that to be totally oh yeah absolutely i mean robert pattinson is far better looking than i thought that like edward ever could have been 
and because he's he's a beautiful beautiful person like he's just incredibly attractive but um like it's hard because especially with books like this where you know romance novels like you kind of want to create put the guy in its place and i i remember as a as a girl when i was like a teenager you know you kind of put your crush at least i did like in in place for that so i don't know how i would feel seeing some out of work actor who literally his job is to do video things for an iphone app like i don't know like if you're gonna get the quality model you know i mean like maybe maybe, maybe if you have like a sean O'Pry type you know he he's the, he was the model who was in taylor swift's blank space video and he's in a bunch of other campaigns he's a very famous fashion model maybe if you had his type like i could be like oh, okay i'm down with that but like I don't know. I, I, feel I, like it's I think a risk. I disagree with you. Like, I am not that into the guy that having this out. Like, he's cute, but he's not my type. I do have to say, though, I something that helps keep the immersion of the experience for me is if you had someone really, really stellarly gorgeous, it would feel a little bit more like a product. And I feel like this is kind of flirting more with what feels like a, a real life romance if that makes sense to you because he's not uh, no he that's totally really does. come across as an actor and like look we all live our lives and a lot of our communication like in the message app on your iphone like that's yes. just a fact so when yes. you're seeing plot come by with that i thought that was actually really smart it makes right. so much sense because we are the faceless protagonist in our own lives except when we take selfies but like you can tell a right. full, complete story just by looking at your phone screen. Sure. One of the best Meg Cabot novels is uh, Every Boy's Got One, Girl Next Door, and it's a series of her books that just take place over IM messages, and that's it. It's an amazing way yeah. to tell And so story. many games do that, too. Like um, Sybil, which just came out from Nina Freeman, and I think, um, gosh, what's – Someone is Away um, – I'm totally blanking on the title of it, but just games that take place in chat programs on computers yes. where you can see what's happening on the screen. There was a great short film that came out um, at uh, at the, the the Toronto International Film Festival. This was almost three years ago now. It was called Noah. It was a 17-minute short film, and it took place entirely on a teen's computer. And it's actually a really genius film, and how it takes place is literally like you see the kid like logging in on his Mac, getting on Facebook logging into Skype and the entire thing takes place on his computer screen. You do see his face a little bit and you see his girlfriend's face and you see everything he's typing. That was like one of the best. Um, it's the, the terrible movie with, uh, I think Jennifer Aniston, not Jennifer Aniston, uh, the other one, Jennifer Garner was in it where they tried to like kind of show like what people are texting each other all the time. And in that, 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 that was a, a movie that came out last fall and that kind of failed, but Noah, well, I'll, um, I'll send you a link now. So most we can put it in the show notes. Um, it's really, really, really good. And, um, it did a really good job of like showing, um, like that whole kind of process. And I agree with you guys. Like, I think that that is really an interesting way of storytelling, especially since we do all this stuff. I do wonder, and I wonder if he'll ever show the protagonist because on the one hand, you don't want to, because you want to make like the audience feel like they are. But on the other hand, like you just said, the selfie thing, yeah. like we all take selfies all the time. I mean, when are we although- going to send him our nudes? Well, totally. And and also it's like, but, but, but it's weird because then this is the kind of the one area where it kind of reminds me of one of my very favorite books of all time, Invisible Monster, by um, Chuck um, Apolinyak, um, where the, the main character is, um, it starts with, with her being shot in the face and having like this horribly disfigured like face, but she used to be a fashion model and used to be very beautiful. And the whole thing is her and, and, and um, some, some people that kind of kidnap her who become like her friends, like 
traveling around the country. It's, it's, it's a great book. But in that book, like, it was always interesting to me. I pictured, like, who would be the protagonist in this? And, like, what did she look like? Because of the way that she was sort of described was mm-hmm. alternatingly horrific and beautiful. So it's weird that, like, now I'm thinking of that, which is, like, a fantastic piece of writing compared to this by this person which is not fantastic but but this app is amazing it does have so much like as a as a writer i would like i would die of happiness if i was asked to put something like this together for my book i don't know that like she was responsible for i mean writing the text message conversations etc etc but like having something like this is super cool and i think oh yeah the only reason that i am not personally interested in it is because when i read a romance or something i'm more interested in two characters getting a on rather than me and someone getting it on that's just a very uncomfortable territory um yeah but it is so compelling like even as a person who does not want ben texting me or touching my knee oh my god (laughs) ben get away from me it like i i really do want to engage with all the different levels of this story and I should mention Emily is away is the game that I was thinking of. I looked I, it up and yeah. I, I, I guess for me, it's, you know, and this is just my opinion, but, um, you know, like Christina, you're talking last week about how excited you were about the, the VR porn app that we were talking about, how you yeah. could be the guy or the girl. And you said, like, while we were talking on the show that you could, there was one where you had the, the, the girl's point of view. And I'm like, I didn't see that. And I went back and checked it. So, you know, it's factual to say, at least with what's out now, the overwhelming majority is, you know, guys having yes. sex with women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so often, and this is what really frustrates me about the video game industry is, you know, it, it's like, a lot of people think that women or feminists are against sex, and I'm not. I'm against one very specific kind of brand of sexuality only being portrayed. I'm interviewing Cindy Gallup tomorrow about her startup, uh, you know, Make Porn Not War, which mm-hmm. is all about pornography from the female point of view or for the female mm-hmm. gaze, right? So right. I, I think for me, look, this particular book is not a good book. But I'm excited to see this kind of brand of storytelling. That is interesting to me because this does tickle a part of my brain that, you know, kind of, you know what I mean? Like watching, uh, I don't know, a sex scene in, you know, a Hollywood movie doesn't Mm because it's just kind of, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because it's for you. It's for your gaze. And I I think we cannot emphasize enough, like, what a powerhouse the romance novel industry is. Oh, yeah, especially the young adult. Yes. And again, I mean, to to go back to, like, what I was saying before, like, about Wattpad, it's interesting to me that actually this didn't come to something like Wattpad. Like, the Wattpad, who has a lot of venture funding, didn't do something like this for their authors to create these sorts of interactive stories. Mm -hmm. Because I'm with you guys. Even though I don't think the content of this is particularly good, I think that the storytelling mechanism is brilliant. And I think that appifying it in this way is brilliant. And I think that honestly, episodically kind of creating the chapter thing and making a subscription service. So how it works is once you get through your samples, it's, it's $3.99 a month and you get a chapter a day. Um, I think that's actually a, a sustainable way for, for people to potentially get paid. Um, assuming they want to do it. You might have to lower the pricing a little bit on some things. I think I, I don't think that you can universally charge that for, for a story. Um, but I think that it's a great storytelling mechanism and, and it's, it's a really interesting kind of medium of, of telling this sort of thing. And I think you're right, Simone, like this is a, a market that people oftentimes ignore because 
it's women and you just don't think about like, oh, well, you know, lots of lots of women like to read romance novels. But yeah, they do. And it's and not I, just romance novels. It's novels no, it's overall. True. The last time I checked this, I, and if I'm remembering this correctly, women account for 70% of book sales overall. And we are so much of the nonfiction novel market, including murder mysteries, like not just romance novels, like women read and pay for literature at rates vastly more than men do. So like to me, like you were joking about, I don't see how they get funding. To me, I would totally fund this idea. Um, uh, yeah, no, not this I, particular author, but no, I'm you with know, you. well, right, no, and yeah. then, you know, you're dead on. I see how this is a platform gets funding without a doubt. I, right. What I was kind of more talking to is I'm looking at the quality of the writing they're putting front and center. <laughs> it's not good. I, it's not I, good. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. That's the one thing that kind of bothers me about this is that their first shot out of the gate, even though it's a compelling storytelling idea, the the product itself is really poor. Yeah, yeah. And 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 I and if I'm being totally honest, I don't know what teenage girl is going to want to pay for this. Yeah, I if if their market is the young adult teenager market, which it seems like it might be just because of the age of the protagonist, that I don't I don't know about that just because I know the market for say like middle-aged women is so much larger and they're all buying ebooks and right. that's where the romance market no is totally these days. and this is the next step of the this e-book. is the it's next like step an of evolution that. of it and it's but, so cool but, but i but i feel like this is one of those things where you know the quality is going to have to be of a certain level it's going to have to addict you like like suck you in i think maybe a little bit more than what this is doing now um for to get somebody to pay four dollars i feel like that's going to be a burden they're going to have to cross because mm-hmm. it's not that young girls don't have money to want to spend i don't know if this is high enough quality for people yeah. to be willing to do it can can i say something i think um I think something that maybe because you both haven't subscribed yet, I think something you can't, um, I, I think you can't like sell short is like, it's funny the idea of him texting you every day, but I have to say it's, it's, you know, when you think on a brain chemistry level of how this works, it's all feedback loops, right? Like totally. we have positive feedback loops. It gives us a hit of dopamine and mm-hmm. like knowing, even if it's a fake character, but getting, text messages regularly from my fake boyfriend even if that's cheesy and instagrammy and silly it's fun in a kind of way does that make sense so it's like yeah it gives you that emotional connection to it so i can and it's a game let's kind of be honest about that's true oh actually you know what that's a really great point from a game aspect i think you're right because there's what what's the thing called episodes i see the ads all over tumblr all the time yeah um yeah, and you know, in some again, some of those kind of you know, like like, like K drama games and things like that. Like, there's you know, there's a whole market for these sorts of simulators, and there have been for years. And so, I think if you can find a way to um, kind of bring that to kind of the reading experience, you, you might have the possibility of getting somebody to do something. Let's just hope the product next time like is is better. Yeah, keep an eye on it, Bree, and let us know. <laughs> I'll let you know how it turns out. I'm, I I don't uh, know. I might end up subscribing. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. What did you think of the picture one, I just sent you? Uh, I'm, so Brianna just sent us a picture of our boyfriend, Ben, <laughs> yep. uh, eating some frozen yogurt, I Benton. think. Benton something something. Uh, he's yeah. he's looking down at his, his whatever gummy. <laughs> at his yogurt. He's like, look at my gummy worms. Uh, gummy bears. Look at this. I mean, he's he's not bad looking. He's, he's not cute. bad. He's just he's he's fine. Canada pretty. You know what? Good, good, no, you know what? You, you guys actually made a really good point. He is not American TV pretty. He's totally Canada, whatever. But you know what? That might just be enough to be like, oh, I could get him. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's yeah. not overestimate our own ability. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we could look at him and be like, oh, you know what? That's totally achievable. 
Yeah, that was your point, right, Brie? That you know, there. You know what? It, like, okay, look, we're we're all we're all honest on this show, right? Yes. There is a certain journalist in our industry that is so ridiculously hot that I am distracted every single time I talk to him in person. Right? This guy is that guy, right? Like the guy that is attainable or he's in your field, but yep. do you know what I mean? You're like, yep. oh, I'm so glad I'm talking to him today. Hey, how are you? You're you going to have to like, message yeah. me his name just because I'm, I'm, I'm I, same, I will. I will. Yeah. Same. You're going to do the same. And while you're doing that, I'll tell you guys that this episode of Rocket <laughs> is brought to you by Squarespace, where you can start building your website today at squarespace.com. And if you do that and enter offer code Rocket at checkout, you get 10% off. <laughs> Yes, shout it from the mountaintops and the rooftops and the treetops and the... Anyway, when it comes to giving yourself a place to be online, Squarespace is the easiest way to do that. There is nowhere better. They put all the power of the website building and the hosting in your hands so you don't have to worry about things like scaling or like I said, hosting, or even if you happen (coughs) to get stuck in the process of building the whole dang thing because they have 24-7 help live chat and email to get you through any problem you might have. Hopefully you won't have any problems because the process itself is super simple. You can build a professional looking website regardless of your own personal skill level. You can go from zero to hero, as Bill said in the film Hercules, uh, made by Disney in the mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Hercules, Hercules! <laughs> <laughs> In one quick building session. So that's really awesome. The tools are really intuitive and easy to use. And if you do want to get a little more complex with it, you totally have the freedom to do that. Um, There's a reason why they are one of the biggest website building platforms in the world. It's because it's just super convenient. Uh, They also have templates that are beautiful. If you are making a website for a specific purpose, they have different templates that you might, that just kind of make it easy to put whatever you want on that page for that for that business or that job, portfolio, et cetera, things like that, which we all need portfolios, looks at self in the mirror. Get on Squarespace, Simone de Rochefort. Ugh. Um, so, yes. <laughs> yes. So if you like what I've just said to you about Squarespace, you should totally go to squarespace.com. Their plans start at just $8 a month, and you can start a trial today with no credit card required. And if you like what you are using, then you enter offer code ROCKET at checkout, get that 10% off, and you are on your way to being like the next awesome big website of the world, all because of me and Squarespace, but mostly Squarespace. Thank you, Squarespace, Thank for sponsoring Squarespace. this episode of ROCKET. Love them. Okay, I'm going to read this poem now. Then I'm going to cry. <laughs> cry a little bit. Like, cry because you'll never have that artistic <laughs> skill. Like, clearly, po- uh, clearly, um, um, what, was the, what was the movie with the Michelle Pfeiffer um, and it, with, with the Coolio song? Um, um, Dangerous Minds. Clearly, he's, he's seen Dangerous Minds because that's where this poem's from. Uh-huh. I mean, it's Dylan Thomas, but that's how I know it because, yeah. I'm sorry, I okay. like that the author couldn't even write her own. <laughs> <laughs> she had to go steal. 
any- she just stole Dylan Thomas, and then, and then, and then, not only did she steal Dylan Thomas, she stole the Dylan Thomas poem that we all saw in in um, Dangerous Minds. Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. No, sorry. If you, if you if you if you should perchance decide to woo me, which you shouldn't, but if you do, no, you uh, should though. You should. Don't send me like the most popular poem that Dylan Thomas has ever written. Exactly. <laughs> Don't text don't text the first two lines of it to me. I mean if we're if we're sitting, you know, in a in a coffee shop where apparently Ben also likes to sit. If we're sitting in a coffee shop and you're like, oh man, I just remember this awesome poem that I love. Can I read it to you? I'll be like, yeah, sure, go ahead. If you're texting me the first two lines of the most popular Dylan Thomas poem and saying this is my fave. No. I'm sorry. Anyway, you know I didn't mean to next. He- you know what's gonna happen next? He, he's what gonna, is gonna discover. He's he's gonna discover Walt Whitman, and he's gonna he's gonna say that Lisa Graff like changed his life. Oh my and, god! And and, and and then he's gonna find you. Then then, then he's gonna find an intern, a really uh, rare copy, and give it to her. And uh, it's gonna almost take out an entire presidency. <laughs> no, don't, Christina. You are a genius. You're a creative genius. Don't. Don't let Mashable keep holding you back. You I know. I'm telling you guys, future. I'm going to become a Crave author. This is what I'm doing. We're, we're all quitting what, as what, of what, today. Why? I think Melody I could do a very No, Brianna book. doesn't get I to think, quit because yeah. you're going to make our yeah. games, our, our books. Yeah, you're going to have to make it for us. You're going to have to be like our, 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 our production person. Or, but yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, like I'm, I'm, I'm joining the ranks of what, what's this author's name? Uh, uh, Colleen Hoover. <laughs> Colleen Hoover. Watch out, Colleen. I'm coming for you. Oh my god. <laughs> Threats. Threats from Christina oh. Warren. So we avoided I feel like, so bad. I mean so mean to her, but I'm yeah, sorry. You are. <laughs> I, I hope I <laughs> she's probably not listening to this. If, if she the bad part is the author also texts you. Like so oh the whole god. time we're talking about this, she's texting you like, Hey, hope you're enjoying my book. Just oh like, my god. Like, Thank you for oh subscribing. It's like we're trashing. Oh, oh my god. That makes me wanna oh. cry. <laughs> that makes me so sad i stand by oh. everything i've said um and i would say it to someone's face i would just hope that i would be less of a about it but you know what what's done is done <laughs> <laughs> okay so we uh. missed the best segue in the world because the next thing we're going to talk about is a web browser called brave which is um, yes. in beta right now for windows mac android and ios basically the idea is that as we know, web advertising is very deeply broken. Uh, websites need it to survive, but then the ways it's implemented are not always the best. They um, endanger users' privacy, and they make websites really slow and clunky. So basically, they this- install adware and sometimes malware yes. on your computers. Like yes. you sometimes get viruses. It's not just even your privacy or whatever. It's like it could yeah. like install crap on your computer that you don't ask for. Yes. <laughs> um, deeply uh, broken. Again, it- Again, disclosure, my entire livelihood, both me and my husband, is supported by the advertising industry and the internet mm-hmm. advertising industry. So, you know, I mean, there you go. Mine as well, even though my site is kind of too small to make money off of ads. But like, yeah, it's, it is it is a really, it's a rock and a hard place kind of place to be because you need that money. But it's also, it's just a, a complicated industry that no one really comes out on top of, except possibly the people who are tracking you through their, through ads. Mm-hmm. So this browser basically, uh, they're making it as a as a an alternative browser where instead of ads with trackers, there will be anonymous interest tags that will latch onto the things that you're interested in and serve you different ads. And then the the, the revenue breakdown will basically go. I think it was fifty five percent to publishers, and then the rest of it will kind of be spread out in fifteen percent chunks to 
Brave, the browser itself, advertisers, and the users. And I was wondering if you could actually explain how these anonymous interest trackers work, Christina, because they were they're very clear in saying like we're not tracking you and serving up specific ads based on your keywords like what happens today but they right. are in some way tracking your interests that's a very nebulous word yeah and, and replacing I those really, with their own ads yeah and i don't really know how they do that I, I guess i think the difference is probably maybe it could potentially follow you around a specific site but not around other sites so it, that this is all I'm guessing because I, I don't really know wh- how you would kind of differentiate between those two things. Um, I I would assume that that it would be like if you're not having a cookie based thing, and I, and I would I would be more okay with this if I'm shopping on one site or if I'm reading something on one site during one session, and you see that I've clicked on a number mm-hmm. of things. If you want to use that information to serve me more targeted advertising, like if I'm clicking on a bunch of Netflix links, maybe you want to serve me something about you know video service, like that would be fine. Um, what I'm less comfortable with is if I, if I look up a purse on Nordstrom and then every time I'm on the internet, like I see that same purse and that yeah. ad everywhere. Or, or Wall Street uh, Journal calls me out for drinking as yes. happened today. Precisely. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I think that that's, um, you know, you can and you can also get some sort of, uh, you know, demographic basic mm-hmm. more and more nebulous information that's not revealing anything about who you are or even necessarily what you're viewing that can just kind of say, OK, we've gathered that you might be in this age range this sort of thing and we can serve you stuff but we're not going to actually track specific things that you do and, and get super targeted but again i kind of don't know how yeah you separate that i mean it, it, it it's all great buzzwords one thing we should point out about this 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 browser is that it's the creator it's ceo and, and, and co-founder is is a uh, brendan ike who was for like two weeks the uh, ceo of mozilla um, and he was forced out of Mozilla. It got pretty nasty um, because of some of his political um, support for prop- in favor of Proposition 8 came to light after he was hired. And there was yeah. concern mm-hmm. that he would not um, be able to be a leader um, of, of an inclusive organization like Mozilla. And so he resigned. He's also the creator of JavaScript, which even though you know he hasn't led that project in a long time and it's become a lot bigger than him, is undoubtedly the most important language of the web. And it's probably, you know, like whenever people ask me, like, I want to learn to code, what should I learn? And I'm always like, JavaScript. Really? Um, is that what you say? I do. I do. I yeah. mean, like, if they're not wanting to get into, like, C, if they're not wanting to get into, like, harder stuff, yeah, I think yeah. JavaScript is, is... I I used to. I recommend Swift these days. I mean, I think uh, Swift is a yeah, really good one yeah. if you're wanting to do yeah. mobile, but I feel like yeah. for people who aren't quite sure, like, what they want to do, I feel it's, like... It's a good place to... This is a I think digression. It, sorry. This is a digression. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Can I read you the, the little yeah. the, um, description of what how they describe what they do with the tracking? Please, please. So it yeah. says, we will target ads based on browser-side intent signals phrased in a standard vocabulary and without a persistent user ID or highly re-identifiable cookie. Okay. So I read that and my eyes kind of crossed. Uh, so, okay. so basically, <laughs> handing it over saying, to you. Okay. So basically what they're saying is that they will use certain signals based on maybe certain fuzzy map, maybe certain things you're clicking, things you're doing, but then there will be, a, but it's not going to be user identifiable. So they're not going to know the next time you visit that it's you. Okay. So it's not going to be a persistent cookie. That's going to be one of the big things. So like if you visit a website one day, the ads you're getting, they might longer you're on it during that session. Maybe they can get more targeted. Right. But if you come back the next day, if you open up a new tab, it's all you're not going to be, that's all gone. So they're going to have to start over from scratch again. Um, it kind of, um, on the one hand, you know, that makes it more privacy aware. On the other hand, that kind of kind of ruins the whole point of targeted advertising. And again, I kind of wonder, 
I, I don't know how successful you can be. My big thing with this, and I, and I think this is interesting. I definitely signed up for the beta. Um, it's interesting that like everything redirects to um, HTTPS. They they um, have integrated the HTTPS Everywhere project into the browser. Um, and, and it blocks tracking pixels and tracking cookies. That's also really important. So when you have websites that have little um, pixels, little little images on them that figure out where you are, how you're scrolling to kind of figure out where your eyes are, how long you're staring at things, what your intents are for things like that, those will be blocked. They're also blocking tracking cookies. Those are the ones that follow you around the web. Um, it's going to be open source and all that stuff. I wonder always with all these things when they're like, oh, we're going to give money to publishers. Okay, sure. How mm -hmm. much money and how are you going to get this and who's going to be responsible for the transparency with this? And let's also be real, even though you're saying, oh, 65% or whatever percentage is going to go to publishers. Let's be real and say regular individual publishers, it would be the biggest of the big who would see anything and, and, and not assuming they see anything at all. Exactly. Um, but like the a small places like Pixelkin would not would never benefit. See, or, or your individual website would never see anything. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, to me, I hate the rhetoric of, oh, you know, micropayments will work because no, they won't. Um, I don't think. And it, it, at least I haven't, been, I mean, if they, somebody make the argument that they will for me, but I, but I haven't seen that, that argument works. But I also don't think that it's one of those things where a lot of people say this. Adblock Plus, who I have a lot of problems with, actually, because of, of how they do their their ad stuff and their, and their whitelisting, um, they kind of had the same thing. Like, oh, you know, when you, if you opt into this, we send money to the publishers. But, like, who determines that and, and how are you getting this money? How are you brokering this? And, and if that's the case where you're now brokering ad deals, why are you as a browser maker now in the position where you are now an ad server? That kind of, I'm not sure how comfortable I am with either of those things. Mm -hmm. So and, I don't and know. And I felt that same way, Christian, but I was thinking about it. And I, before I said this, like, can I ask you guys, how much do you all use the iOS 9 news app? Because it's probably my number one thing that I use besides Twitter. Do you all still use I it? I use it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love I it. I like and it a lot too. It's, it's, to me, it solves all of these problems. It makes content more readable and it gives us places, if I'm understanding this, Christine, because it's your field, not mine, but it sure. gives those places a chance to sell their own ads like yes. in that space, correct? So yes. I, w I was thinking about this and I, I guess I don't have any kind of, um, I guess I would use the word religious objection to someone coming in and saying, look, we're going to disrupt this space. Like sometimes you have to be Uber, right? Like you have mm -hmm. to come in, take bold action, break some rules because like the, the ad tracking problem is just not going to save itself without no, it's disruption. Not. It's yeah. just not. Agreed. So I, I'm, totally agreed. I'm empathetic to that. But on the other hand, there are two things that really set off my, my feelers about this. One is exactly what you're saying, Christina, about, well, how did they get to set that? Because it seems ridiculously arbitrary. You know, like with with, you know, at least the, the news app, there's some control there over ads and rates and all that kind of thing. This is like it seems a very arbitrary thing. If I'm not I hope I'm understanding this correctly, but for me as a user, I opt into paying altogether. Is that correct? Like I say, I want to fund my top twenty sites that I visit with this twenty dollar donation today is that is that correct basically money any money that you get and i'm still not quite sure how the user gets money from this but that goes into a wallet that then yes you can choose right. to give to your top 20 websites or right. you can i guess allocate it however you wish so i guess if i'm thinking about the amount of money the public is willing to pay for apps 
you know, in the app store, I'm wondering mm-hmm. just how much buy-in you're going to get from the public that has been used to getting content for free for the entire history of the web. Um, that doesn't seem like that's going to be a positive um, outcome. It, yeah. yeah, please. And now I'll get, well, know, yeah, I, and now I'll like get the my reaction other thing. to any yeah. kind of organization, right. um, any kind of publisher trying to make money, and I'm speaking, I guess, more about what I've seen in reactions to say YouTubers trying to make money, the reaction yep. is always very kind of vicious. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sure it's a minority, but people just don't like the uh. idea that they, okay. Uh, it's, it's a, the minority is vocal, but then everyone else is apathetic. I'll say. I, I, I'm not even going to say it's a minority. I think that it's, we've come to the place where we've expected because things have been ad supported in, in, in internet content with, with the exception of a few paywalls, you know, the wall street journal, uh, to its credit, has always had a paywall, and and there's this porous easy to get around. If you want to see mm-hmm. anything in the Wall Street Journal, just um, copy the headline, Google it, and access yeah. it from Google, and you yeah. and you can access it. No, I mean, and and they look, they're not stupid. They do that for a reason. But um, you know, the New York Times is just fairly porous. But the reason is is that since the beginning of kind of the web, and there's a great podcast series called the Internet History Podcast, which kind of talks about um, kind of the early era of, of news on the web. Um, you know. They tried some of those things, and, and then it's just easier to be free. And I think we've all just kind of over the last twenty years become a, comp, a, a you know kind of um, wanted that to happen. And so when people ask for money, I mean, even Wikipedia. And, and look, I have a lot of issues with Wikipedia, so I'm not going to give them money. But mm-hmm. even you know, everybody complains during the two weeks they do their membership drive. You know, I mean, it becomes mm-hmm. one of those things where I think it's not just a, a vocal minority. I think it's a lot of people, like you said, ap- apathy, but also other things where they're not really that interested in, in supporting stuff because if they were yeah. then there'd be a lot more paywall based things and then projects like marco and then glenn fleischman's the magazine wouldn't go under if mm-hmm. you know what i mean we, it's, it's yeah. great for people to yeah. say we're willing to pay for good content but when push comes to shove most people aren't and yeah. certainly not at a level that scales and this is what sort of i don't think the, the brave I'm interested to try it out, but they don't, they don't think they have the answer. This is in an article, you know, in an interview that um, Ike gave to The Verge. He said, you know, still, Ike says he's serious about sending money back to publishers. If there are enough users, he told The Verge, Brave could look like a better source of revenue for them than advertisers. The hope is that with enough scale, Brave users can generate as much money for sites as they would <laughs> through traditional system, making up for less targeting data with better revenue split and fewer middlemen. Okay, that's a fantasy land. And, and yeah. I don't understand how anybody in 2016 can think that this can still work this way. I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that when, when, um, what's it, Clayton Christensen, when he wrote, I think that was him, when he wrote The Long Tail, um, you know, um, a, a number of years ago, everybody kind of thought that there was this thing where at the end of it, we would all be able to kind of have, you know, there was like this theory of like, all you need is X number of fans and you can kind of have your own niche and like make your own money. But what we found, and and, and I'm actually ripping off from, from John Seabrook here from his um, great book, The Hit Machine, um, is that the bigger people just get bigger mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually trickle down to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Like the hits just get bigger and bigger. And that's what we've seen with websites and with web traffic. If you look at the biggest news sources, they're the same people. You know, it's it's the BuzzFeeds of the world. You know, it, it's the Vices. It's, you know, the yeah. New York Times. It's the, 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 the CNNs. It's the Huffington Post. You know, it's it's even Yahoo, for, for goodness sake. Those yeah. are the people that get the bulk of the traffic. And those are yeah. the people that can broker their own advertising deals. Those people, first of all, that's where a lot of the traffic goes. Those people yeah. aren't going to want to use something like this no, and they're, and, they're, they and, don't and, need that yeah, and not only that absolutely. but their readership is not going to be the type who will use an alternative browser mm-hmm. and then your smaller sites where you maybe would have a readership who would use this are there going to be enough users where it would trickle down to actually be in any way uh you know monumental i don't think so Probably and so not. 
I wonder, and I'd like to get you guys' thoughts, I'll stop talking. Like, I wonder if this company is trying to do, I feel like they're trying to do two things, and I don't feel like, I, I'm not comfortable with the two things they're trying to do. I, I'd be comfortable with them trying to do one or the other, but I don't know how I feel about both. I, I completely um, agree. Like, I think like, it's like, utopian, I feel like, yeah, it's a yes, boil I, the ocean strategy. Yes, right? I feel like, yeah. okay, if you want to have an alternate, like, publishing model, like, way, like, sort of plug in for an existing browser to do something, like, the, to be, like, an alternate publishing model that you can have people opt into or do whatever, then that's one thing. And if you want to have a browser that's, like, cookie tracker free and doing other things that then that's one thing but to try to do them both feels like you're going to fail at both yeah Mm -hmm. um i i completely agree with that um i also i also think you're talking about the problem scaling this idea and i think this kind of runs into the second problem i think is really really interesting about this in that it uses a cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, as the underlying financial architecture. <laughs> oh, for of this. Oh, so, my God. So I have you to say. You guys follow that drama this week. For somebody that was fired from their last job or pushed out or really pressured to resign from their last job for kind of being aligned with kind of some uncomfortable causes <laughs> to like come in and throw in with bitcoin and right. i am for i'm sure a cryptocurrency is currently going to come I'm, I'm sure eventually cryptocurrency will be a thing so i don't have any like overall objection to it but i mean the story i i forgot to advocate for us covering it this week was about bitcoin is over and yes, you know, it's probably yes. too much to get into but the, it, the it is crux of the, i was so the crux of, oh it's really cool the crux of the argument is Bitcoin has to have, uh, there's a certain amount of bandwidth for, yeah. tra- for traffic block, you can have. The blockchain it's has called to get the bigger. blockchain. The blockchain needs to grow. You have two people that control like 90% of the traffic and then like 12 people in China. that control. Right. And they're in China and then 12 people that control like 99% of it. And they're very happy to leave it exactly the way it is. So Bitcoin cannot fundamentally scale further it from this point exactly. unless you move to something like Bitcoin and, and, XL. And, right. And precisely. And the problem is, is that by scaling, meaning like right now it can only do like five transactions per second. Which is not a lot. And so if you're talking about building a currency of the future where you're talking about having this whole thing funded by this cryptocurrency where we're all doing little micropayments so you can just give a little bit every time you're out of sight, you're now talking about potentially if you have thousands or millions of users, then like thousands or millions of microtransactions happening all Mm -hmm. the time. That's not – Bitcoin is not currently in a position where it can handle that. There's sometimes um, so, I'm surfing the web so much that I am going to five different pages in a second. And like, <laughs> every single one, of the, like I will crash Bitcoin if that is the hub of this. Brianna so, Wu destroys Bitcoin God. headline I mean, tomorrow. You know, it's it's just, just from a, take the politics out of it, just as an infrastructure yep. bet. Mm-hmm. It is stupid and a political move and is just really boneheaded. And I, I just... It's like a perfect storm of somebody like somebody kind of being a, a utopian, like disrupt yep. everything and just being kind of blind to reality mm-hmm. and social mores and all this other stuff. And it's kind of a jerk move, to be honest. But with on the you. other so, hand, couldn't we say that the existence of this might encourage other people to start looking at more lucrative and logical ways that we could somehow fix the terrible, horrible world of Internet advertising? Can, can uh, I be can I be honest with you? I there's some there's some issues I I hear a lot of people talking about in the Apple world, and like a, a real preference and very strong opinions on like Net Newswire, right? I really like 
don't get me wrong, when Marco started talking about tracking and was making peace and, and was talking in the Relay Slack about Ghostry, I installed it and was completely horrified by what I saw. And this is something like I use news because it is a better experience for reading, but it's not that much better. And I think this is one of these issues that's nerd politics and nerds like us really care about it. I don't think the mass public cares a lot, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I, so, well, I think what they care more about is less the privacy stuff, although that's part of it. I think you yeah. can make the solid argument where it's going to be safer, then that's one thing. Okay? Yeah. And I think the other thing, too, is especially on mobile, and this is where they could potentially have a shot. And this is why I think that some of the ad blockers were so popular early on. People aren't installing the ad blockers necessarily because they hate advertising and because they want their privacy saved. They'll say that. They'll use that lip service. But what it really is, is you have all these terrible pop under ads. You have all yep. these terrible spam. You have this awful experience. And it's starting to infiltrate mobile. It used to happen on, you know, just be desktop, but mobile was at least safe. Now mobile is getting that too. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I do feel like that's what people are turned off about. But I don't feel like they're turned off because of they're, they're, they're so concerned about the, the privacy and, and um, arguments. I think you could make an argument that they should be concerned about safety and, and stuff. And if anybody's ever had a virus installed from a website, then, you know, because they run Windows or something like that, that's probably, you know, one. Well, no, because it's just easier for, for the, as a vector for those things to happen because mm -hmm. Macs don't have Java um, installed on them by default and, and, and they're, it's harder to get stuff installed without your permission and that sort of thing. But like, you know, if you have, um, if you want to make that sort of argument, I think that's valid. But I feel like trying to, I think you're right, Brie. I think a lot of this, a lot of the rhetoric, this whole thing is, seems like it was designed very much as a, this is going to do really well on, with the Hacker News crowd. And Hacker yep. News loves this. Mm -hmm. But this is never going to work in the real world. And I even yep. look at the team they have, and they have some very smart people working with them. But if I'm looking at how this will be a product, I'm like, I don't actually see this. You know, Opera has a lot of really great idealistic goals and, and, and has had, you know, a lot of things they've tried to do to save the web. I don't see this being demonstrably different. I don't even see this being demonstrably different from Firefox, uh, Ike's former company, you know, Mozilla, who just released their own ad blocker, their content blocker a couple of weeks ago for mm -hmm. iOS. Like, you know, Mozilla is, is, is trying to do that. And that's actually interesting because Mozilla makes all of its money from a search deal with, that, with Yahoo, right? But yet they've released a content blocker for iOS. So, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't understand, I guess I don't get the point of this. I mean, I get the point and it's great that like we can, like you said, live in this like, you know, utopian world where we can save advertising and save the web, mm -hmm. but I don't think this is going to do it at all. Yeah, I have to agree. All right. <sighs> what a mess. <laughs> On the other hand, a wonderful app came out called Music yes. Memos for iOS. Oh my God. It is Music so Memos cool. is so cool. It is so cool. Okay, so basically, uh, and Christina, you wrote the review of this. So do you want to talk about it or do you want me to summarize it? Uh, you summarize it. And then I, um, I'll talk about it a little bit, but I also want Brie to talk about it. In addition to this, yeah, there was live loops. A, a big update, live loops. Yeah, and Brie played yep. with it. So I want her to talk I about did, that. But yeah, yeah, go ahead and tell us, about, tell us about Music Memos. So basically, Music Memos is kind of a cross between GarageBand and Voice Memos. And it came out for iPhone and iPad today. And it is really quite simple and beautiful it's free it's made by apple so you basically install it and you open it up and there is a record button right there yep and the intention is basically you have an idea for chords or some lyrics any kind of musical thing you press record and you just lay it down right there and then it offers you you can put in a an automated bass line or a drum line under it um you can kind of change notes and things and it just saves it saves that track 
on your yeah. phone and then you can either put it in GarageBand or upload it to SoundCloud depending on, you know, however you yeah. want to do that. It's just it simplifies everything about recording things on your phone and I've used voice memos before. I actually like this quite a lot better because I always have this stupid moment of terror after I finish recording a voice memo where it's like, do you want to save? And I'm right. like, every single, even though it asks you twice, there's this like animal part of my brain that's like, I'm going to accidentally delete this. And the fact that this just like saves your tracks and saves multiple tracks and just lines yep. them up and you can scroll through the sound waves and look at, you know, this you is how many see- measures it is. This is, these yep. are the notes that I sang or didn't sing in the case of my sample recordings. Like it is so simple and beautiful. I'm not sure why voice memos need to exist anymore, but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, well, for people who want to do more, more voice memos, the, the interesting yeah. difference too is that, you know, voice memos was designed for, for voice notes. And what they found right. was that musicians were using it a lot. And like, my favorite artist in the world, Taylor Swift. Of course. Uses voice. Well, no, she does. She, she's gone on record many times, yeah, but she uses voice memos all the time. And she included like, like bonus tracks on her, the target edition of 1989, where she had like her voice memos that she'd used in the process of creating the album. And um, a lot of musicians do this where they, that that's how they get tracks down. The problem is, is that, you know, voice memos uses a codec and it compresses the, the whole idea is to make the, the file size as small as possible. Mm-hmm. This is actually 24 bit, uh, 24.1 bit at 24 bit, uh, 41, one kilohertz. I don't know if it's uncompressed, what, you know, uh, codec they're using, but it's, it's fairly close to uncompressed. Um, so it's actually going to be really good quality. It uses the internal mic, but if you have an external mic that you want to use, or if you want to pump in any musical instrument, you know, using an Apogee or using like, you know, the, the um, iRigs or any of that stuff, you can record with any external um, uh, musical instrument too, or, or mic. And, um, and it stores it. And then you can, like you said, you can upload it to SoundCloud or YouTube, or you can bring it into GarageBand or Logic on your Mac to do more editing. You can add those backing tracks you can tag stuff so you can tag like where you were. You can add notes like lyrics. You can, um, you know, kind of make little edits to things so that, you know, if you got something, if, you were, if you're a musician, maybe you started creating something and you got something really interesting, you could maybe use part of that in a final track. Whereas before, it would just be kind of like a baseline of something you'd have to recreate. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that happened was live loops were added to GarageBand, and yeah. they were literally made for Brianna Wu. <laughs> well, I have to say, uh, there is there's a line in the uh, in the American classic film that will be it's not just the greatest film this generation; it's the great film of all generations, and that's called "We Are Your Friends." Oh and my god! Free. There's a there's a line in it where they're talking about laptop DJs and uh, how you need to go out there and create your own sounds. This is very, very true. Uh, Ever since the 90s, there is a giant dump truck of garbage EDM that that comes out. And the, um, you know, some of it, like, it's Selfie. Selfie is a perfect example of garbage dump truck EDM. The, The real stuff is a lot more sophisticated. This is more towards student needs of this because there aren't a lot of um tricks with like it's a it's a basic loop machine right it's it's very 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 well made for um ipad pro 
and the interface is miles better than anything else I've used there. Um, but I think it's it's important to say like this is um, it, it's still kind of a basic tool compared to some of the the more Training powerful oh, ones. EDM. But yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll I have to say advanced. this though. Yeah, if you could mix this with Music Memo, and I actually have some technical questions for you, because like, can I go out and like sometimes like something I've got to do this week is make my Rev sixty trailer, and I have this this like I have this intense sound that I want to put down. Can I get that and record it out in the real world and then it will turn into a loop that I can take into you this can. in GarageBand? Is that you how sure that can. works? Yeah, you sure okay. can. So what you can, you can do a couple of things. One, you okay. can actually record directly into the live loop. So it actually lets you record from an instrument, either something plugged in or one of the virtual instruments. You can actually record directly into a, into a cell. So um, that doesn't on, on work with my 3.5 millimeter jack, does yes, it? Well, I need some special connection. No. No. Okay. So you can do that. Um, or, or like you, you've got a special connection if you have like an external, like, like, like input, I guess, or you could use one of the virtual instruments to record directly into it. What you can also do is if you had another sound file or something else, like on okay. iCloud, you can access that and pull that in. Oh, and, and, and then and, and, it will and let me like trim it and stuff yes. like that. And yes. Oh, interesting. And, and, okay. and kind of create how many beats you want it, what you want to do. And then once you get the loop stuff and you play with it, you can go in and you can edit afterwards and get really more in depth so mm -hmm. they were showing me a demo and it's all above my head and that because i'm not sure. good with this stuff i wish that i was and it was i was what impressed me i was because you're right this isn't going to be like you know a professional tool but it is one of those things where i was looking at it, i was like actually i could see people laying down some decent things with this and because you can like i said it's got the icloud integration if you had like a really big loops library you hmm. could bring in your own stuff and start laying down some interesting things. And then, of course, you can edit, you can export it out, you can open it up in Logic, you can do other things with it. But um, it's a lot more advanced than you would think on the surface. And I think part of that is because the, the underlying engine for both of these apps is is the Logic engine, which is the, the engine for GarageBand. You know, they've used, and they do this with Final Cut 2 and iMovie, um, is where they take, you know, Logic Pro 10, which is the really, really powerful app, and they basically use that engine as the basis for their iOS apps. And you're getting the full power of a lot of those things. There's also a new drummer um, uh, uh, mode in, in uh, GarageBand 2.1 where you've got like a bunch of different virtual drummers where you can kind of edit stuff. And, and on the iPad Pro, obviously, it works really well. But on the iPhone, it's really cool because it has 3D touch support. So you mm -hmm. can like have like, you know, get harder and softer based on how hard you're pressing, which is kind of cool that for your virtual drums. That is really awesome. Did you see the the logic release notes that came out today? The book that they did. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. god. Yes. I'm like, okay, like it is, like I can't even. It is like a novel of changes that they made to logic this time around. It is truly impressive. Like somebody at Apple deserves like a, a year long vacation after just typing this up. I, oh, I agree. Say. I was like, are yeah. you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I'm I'm really excited about that because you know EDM is, it it is, it's a genre that people think they understand, and it it goes so much deeper than that. But the truth is, one of the reasons I bought the iPad Pro is, uh, the Verge had a really really great article on this about how some of the really solidest tools some of the most solid tools for edm actually are on ios it's it's yes. dj it's it's things totally. like that so well you know, you're yeah. not going to commit you're not going to um like you can't compete with something like 
you know, the, the, the five, ten, fifteen thousand dollar turntables that people like Carl Cox use, you know, like right. you're not that good, but there's a lot of really good stuff you can do. And certainly like when I do a trailer or when I you know set a scene in a game I'm working on to music, like certainly the tools are that sophisticated. So mm-hmm. Oh, without well, that one just being able to have free access to these things, I think, is yes. really important just for yeah. people getting into it or people, like, the whole intention of Music Memo is just being able to lay something down so that you have yes. it for later. Yeah. Well, and that's what, and that's what they were telling me, too. I mean, it, what's interesting, because I asked specifically, I said, you know, look, this Live Loose feature is obviously really awesome. I said, do you have any plans on bringing this to the Mac? And no, they don't. I mean, they, they felt like touch really makes this a good thing. And I think kind of to your point, Brie, I mean, it, and it does. It makes sense kind of like in the turntable kind of environment because they're kind of replicating those types of systems. And and it kind of shows that when you've got this really powerful engine powering this stuff, when you have the right interface, and, and I think touch is probably a better interface for some of these things, you know, especially when you're kind of, you know, sequencing stuff out. Um, it's really interesting. But I, yeah. I, I do... I do wonder if down the line there would be an opportunity to almost use, you know, your iPad Pro as like a controller for, you know, Logic or something else. They have actually a Logic remote app for iPad, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to, to take it to that next level where you could add those sorts of features Absolutely. into the stuff you're, you're creating on your computer. I think that would be great. But yeah. yeah, I mean, and to your point, Simone, yeah, I mean, the fact that this is accessible to everyone, what's impressive to me about both these apps is that they're really easy to use. Like I was able to kind of create beats and I am not somebody who can do that, but, but it's <laughs> remarkably easy. Um, and, and same with, with uh, music memos, but if you go a little bit, just a little bit under the surface, you see, this is actually a really powerful tool. And for me, what's cool about it is that Apple, you know, you can argue where their priorities should be and whatnot, but I'm really glad that they have people on their team who their sole job is to build tools for creators Mm -hmm. because, Especially the app, like, 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 you know, I mean, I think that the live loop stuff, this is going to be huge for a lot of people and it's, people are going to have a ton of fun with it. But I look at something like Music Memos and this is the sort of app that is a very niche app, but is a very cool app. And I love that they create it. Like it has a built-in tuner. So, you know, you can um, automatically like tune your guitar or whatever and like know like while you're recording, like see what key you're playing. Like it's, it's really cool and that they did this and, yeah. and that it's free. Like, it's such I a great like acknowledgement that. of how people are using their phones in the wild. Yes. And, and that so many musicians are recording stuff with their phone. I mean, a lot of people do full album stuff on their phone. Like, Stephen Stevens' last album, he recorded a lot of it on his phone. Obviously not with, like, voice memos or anything, but with, like, third-party apps and things. But, like, how cool is it that you can have mm-hmm. this free app that would help you start the songwriting process and get stuff down? And how cool is it that on your iPad or on your phone – you know, if you want to set down some beats and you want to get into electronic music, you can start to do that and then maybe take that to the next level when you're in Logic or something else. Um, but you have a you have a place to start. Yeah. 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 I think this is one of the the few places where, you know, skeuomorphic design was very heavily criticized in the Apple world, you know, around uh, iOS 7 coming out. I yes. do think that this is one of the cases where the iPad Pro is doing something that the Mac just simply can't, because you can certainly you know, buy DJ or whatever for you know, your your Mac, and I I own it. It's a solid app. There's something about being able to do scratch effects or like panning yep. through a song or actually pinching to specific loops for sections 
and, and like Christina, you did this when you were playing that with this app today when you were clicking through um, loops for sequences to like yes. have progression and build it up and tear it down, which is like what EDM is about. Also, if you also this, if you want to add and add effects on it, a fun feature. Um, I don't know if you got a chance to see this brief. Yeah, when you add effects, it, yeah. you can move. No, you, you can move your iPad around, and it had it uses the uh, the, the gyroscope. <gasps> That's like, awesome. like for reverb and stuff, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it, it's cool, but it makes me, and maybe I just didn't see it in the in the time I had to play with it. I didn't see some of the standard uh, things like bit crunch, which is a key tool for EDM, or you know, it, it just seems kind of basic. Um, but you know, Apple Apple does this thing where they come out with the product and they keep refining it. So yeah, maybe it will. Um, I hope they keep building it. Yeah. Yep. But, cool. So what are we up to this week, Brianna? Uh, I'm just watching the Suicide Squad trailer. I'm going to forego my time. Oh, we have to talk about that. I'm going to forego my time talking about what I'm going to do and just talk about Suicide Squad trailer (gasps) instead. It's great. I can't. I'm going to first crap all over it, but go on. What? I hated it. I hated oh, everything I about it. it, except how hot Harley Quinn is, which she's so hot. I Christina loved her and I went it. off on. <laughs> we did. But like, does the dialogue not sound like it was written by the same fifteen-year-old who designed uh, the Joker's costume? Uh it does not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Cool. Go on. I don't want to rain on your parade. Uh, I have to say, guys, my assistant uh, did not tell me that I'm on a different podcast that she did not write into my calendar. Oh, so cool. I have you to record to a Star Trek episode of The Incomparable. So, well, oh my God. Um, yeah, I'm embarrassed. Uh, that's okay. Do you want me and Christina to like carry out the rest yeah. of the show? Guys, I love you. I'm so sorry. We love you. We it's know okay. what you're you doing. You are going to go calendar. record an episode of The Incomparable and I we'll know. see you next week. All Say right, hi to Scott. Bye, Good night, Bree. Bye, Bri. Oh. Christina, what are you up to this week? Okay, well, I'm obviously, I'm going to be arguing with you about the, the, the Suicide Squad trailer. I mean, look, I'm not... Fight me. Look, I, I thought that, I thought it was awesome. And you're right, the dialogue is terrible, but I don't care. Okay, see, I, I thought I was, okay, so I went through the whole thing. I was fine. It was not bad. I was okay with it. Up until the point when the Joker appeared, and then I was like... All of my Hot Topic nightmares are just splattered on the walls and suddenly everything seems a little sour and I just want to like curl up and I don't know, write in my journal and cry. (laughs) That was my reaction to seeing Jared Leto's Joker, as it always is. But I I, I mean, maybe with more exposure to Harley Quinn, like if it were, if I were in the theater watching the film with all the Harley Quinn right up in my face, less of the Jared Leto Joker, I could just close my eyes whenever he was on the screen. Maybe then I would enjoy what this film seems to be representing. Yeah, I think you're not going to like this movie, but I think you're also going to see it like five times in the movie theater. Because, <laughs> because, I, because I think that like, I think that, 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 that Margot and Cara are going to like get you into the theater. Like, it's true. Times. I do love Cara Delevingne. Oh my God. I know God. you do. I, I know love you her do. so much. <laughs> I know you do. So I, th- I, th- I think that, I think that Cara, did you see the, the, the wax car that they're doing? The Mad- Madame Trousseau at London Fashion Week? I did. The one that she posted on Instagram with the. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There, there will be a wax Kindle as well. <gasps> There's wax cake. When are we going? I, right? You want to go to London? Let's go to London. <laughs> the Rocket episode abroad. Right. <laughs> Rocket abroad. Uh, uh, Simone and, and Christina um, scare um, yeah. two fashion models who are like, who are you? <laughs> we'll just wait in the us. museum until they come we'll back. We'll wait in the museum. Well, no, I don't think it's a museum. I like, think they're actually doing a thing like during fashion. Oh, week. oh, Like, like okay. on the runway sort of thing. So and we have to go now. Walking. Yeah, exactly. Cars not even walking. 
her life <laughs> right. is just so incredible. Like she was she's born like, with she's those like, eyebrows. She's, she's, she's like, I'm a movie star, so I don't have to walk anymore. But they're still so iconic <sighs> that they're just gonna like put me in a show anyway. And she just like rocketed up there. Like she's taking selfies with Kate Moss in a bed, and like, how do you how do you? She get had a that whole campaign with Kate Moss. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous, amazing. I like being amazing. buddies. This is what happens when Brianna leaves. We devolve into model talk. We do. St. Vincent's her girlfriend. It's great. Yeah. Look, if if you don't follow Kara on on Instagram, something's wrong with you. Like, 15 million of us can't be wrong. No, we're not. When she posted all the pictures of St. Vincent on Woman Crush Wednesday. Yes. I died a little bit. Uh, What did you like about the Suicide Squad trailer besides? I liked Harley Quinn. Yay. I feel you. That's basically it. I mean, look. Although I now I'm reading all these things about how like they got stuff wrong. I don't know enough about the comic series. I don't to, care. Like, really get into it, so I don't care. So I'm like looking at this hit fix moments, like the exact moment Suicide Squad failed. Harley Quinn is in the new trailer. It's wow. Like, okay. okay. That's a little preemptive. <laughs> like, and this is coming wow. from the person who is crapping all over this movie. I know. And they've got like screenshots and going into stuff. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna look don't that up just because me. I like drama and salt, but. Yeah, I probably. I mean, and, and it's like a super ass long article too. Like, wow. Like, come on. I mean, but you asked what I'm up to this week. I mean, I'm working. It's same old, same old. I'm gonna be obviously reading a lot of crave romance novels. Oh yeah, that'll be my entire weekend. And I am going to pack south next week, so I'm actually not gonna be nice. on the show. And yes, we're gonna, we're find gonna a have to do it without you. Um, yeah, but we will miss you. Now, where is pack south? It is in San Antonio, and I'm taking uh, – the wow. reason I'm going so early is because I'm going on Tuesday, so I can go to Austin, which is the home of the greatest burgers in the entire world. Uh, if you want to find me next week, I will be at Hop Dottie in Austin eating every single hour of every single day. They won't be able Are- to get me out of that restaurant. Okay, so you're going to be burgers, but Austin's really known for its barbecue. Yes, I will, I will also endeavor to go out and have okay. a barbecue. Like, I love Texas. I love okay. Texas so much. I, I granted, I went there for the first time last year. I was only I there was gonna for like say, four I days. I remember you were there last week, last year. Yeah, <laughs> last week, PAX, yeah, right? I freaking wish. No, no, it was also for PAX, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, I went to PAX South for the first time. Well, actually, it was the first year of PAX South last year, and I was like, hello, home of my soul, Texas, uh, where there is Tex-Mex, and there is barbecue, and there is, I had some great fried chicken. Uh, I had Hop Dottie burgers, which are like all local ingredients and meat and everything, and uh, it was so good christina i am technically going to look at video games and talk to people who make video games and i'm very excited for that but i'm also excited to stuff my face full of delicious food and then come back to washington 20 pounds heavier fantastic my plan. um i have recently cut coca-cola almost entirely out of my diet wow. um no it's, it's 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 a big move christina's off coke and um uh not <laughs> no not that hashtag i wish uh not that coke no i'm off that coke too sadly I'm, uh I'm happy no but uh i but i i like i i gained some weight last year which i wasn't super stoked about and uh i was up to like six cokes a day now oh i'm gosh. down to less than one was it just for the caffeine or the sugar the sugar yeah, um yeah the, the caffeine doesn't affect me one way or another um and uh but like i i've been the withdrawals have been way less than i thought they would be and um i'm already down like like eight nine pounds dang so. yeah wow that's in two weeks wacky i had right? no idea that it was that like effective. for me for okay. me yeah wow. i mean yeah cool <laughs> i clearly drank a lot of sugar so I mean, you know. <laughs> delicious I mean, sugar water so what's your replacement uh sparkling water Ew. Ugh. 
I am proud of you and so happy for you. <laughs> Let me salvage that reaction really quick. <laughs> I like sparkling water. I am glad. I'm happy for you. <laughs> Simone's like, die in a fire. <laughs> it's, no, I, Wait, I really can't judge. You don't like LaCroix? Come on, what's wrong with you? No, I, I don't like fizzy water. It's just, it really? displeases me in so many See, ways. See, that's, that was, I realized that was half my whole thing with Coke was that I, you want that the I like, fizzy reaction. I want, I, want, I want the carbonation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I feel that. I, I, I'm that way with warm drinks. Like I, if I don't have coffee, I'll drink hot water just because I want, Ew. I know, I know. See, Ew. I'm disgusting. I know. You I'm a monster. What the hell? I, I understand if you don't want to speak to me anymore. It's no, fine. No, I love you. That, that's never, I'm not going to I won't, talk to you. I just, won't do it in front wow. of you. Don't worry. You won't have to uh, but see. But it's just weird to drink hot water. Like, it's just like. It's very you know, tasteless. It, well, no, but, but it, it reminds me of, like, being in the bathtub or the shower or something. You know, when, like, you're a little kid and, like, you play, like, tea. It, you, like, yeah. play with your tea set in your bathtub and, like, you, like, drink your tea and you're like, oh, my God. I had totally you know? forgotten. Maybe a part of me never really grew out of that phase right but you totally did that as a little girl right like you played like yes. like, like tea set like in your bathtub and like you would like drink and you're like oh my god yeah okay same thing in the pool except then you're drinking chlorine Ew. And you're like and right? pee chlorine and pee I know. I, I know but you know you're like four so you're like not thinking <laughs> that's how your immune system gets strong when you're a child <laughs> this is true you <laughs> go to the you you, you 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 go to the pool and you're like hey look our pool was closed one day a week on mondays because they had to do a full cleaning so oh you know like, Childhood least... is just a series of your parents gradually exposing you to like germ hazard zones and then helping you grow into a healthy adult or, or something or, or whatever, something. Yeah. whatever. I My am. mom is such a helicopter parent that it was like, if I would sneeze, she's like, we have to go to the doctor. You're clearly dying. You clearly have <laughs> pneumonia. Like, no, mom, I don't. Uh, although sometimes I did. So I, mean, oh, no. you know, she, <laughs> I got pneumonia a couple times as a kid. Well, that's um, kind of messed with your brain because you're like, ah, I don't need to go to the doctor because the last 10 times I went, I was fine. But this oh, no. time. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Well, that was the thing. Like, I, I was sick a lot as a kid. Like, I had strep throat like 40 oh, times no. before I was like, like, genuinely, I had it like 40 times before I was like 12 years old. They're like, yeah, we're better to take your tonsils out. I'm like, <gasps> okay, cool. Um, and then they didn't, though. But yeah, I, I got, I used to get strep like all the time. And, Man. uh, and, and get other stuff so yeah but so my mom was always one of those things who's like i think you're sick we're going to the doctor i'm like okay cool whatever yeah, whatever you know I mean, now as an adult i'm like clearly i'll have physical problems things will be wrong with me and i won't go and it's <laughs> like, even though like, like you can't possibly be scared of doctors since you oh i'm not I, no exactly well like i know you're just apathetic about doctors I, I have something seriously wrong with my thyroid which i'm negating by getting rid of the soda in my diet but really the, the weekend i think it was a completely like thyroid based thing and rather than like, going to an endocrinologist and dealing with it like an adult i'm bad at adulting and i'm just like not dealing with it that's fair i totally and understand. instead i'm talking about like, it with you on our podcast with all of our listeners who i know do not give a Sorry, Stephen. Mark that. Mark that I'm, I'm marking it. I'm um, marking it. And, and I think I owe like $150 to the Hamilton Fund today, so I'm sorry. That no, it was all my part of my plan to to lure you into swearing so that I could I fly know, to so New York. So mm -hmm. you can fly to New York and see Hamilton with me. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Shall, so we, we, shall we wrap yeah, it up since Bri? We should. We should. We should. No, you can find Bri at uh, Giant Space Cat. Uh, space Cat on, Gal no, spa on Twitter. And Giant Space Cat I, is, I believe, the company account. That's so. the company name. You can find her Space Cat Gal on Twitter. And other places, although she's taking a little bit of a Twitter break right now. We miss her. We love her. People, where, where can they find you, Simone? They can find me at Doom Quasar on Twitter. Okay. And you? 
Uh, you can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter. I'm Christina on Peach, although I haven't logged in in like two weeks. I know. I logged in and I got the Doom Quasar name finally. And then it was Good. like a ghost town. And I was like, it okay, there was town. one day I should have been on there this was, thing. And it was it, that Friday. It, been, and it was that over. Friday. It when literally my newsroom when Peach broke. Like, we all care. <laughs> and I was like on my way out. I was like about to leave for the day, for the weekend. And we needed um, uh, everything you need to know about Peach story like like a guide and uh, carissa wrote our news hit and that included like the 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 commands the magic words for it but we want we needed a separate post and i was like literally i was like walking out the door and i like turned back around and like went back up the elevator and i was like (laughs) bleep 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 fine fine don't say i don't ever do anything for you guys because i did this um and and i knew when i wrote i knew when i wrote it i was like this is a one day story. No one is going to care about this by Monday. And sure enough, very few people who cared. Yeah. Uh, but no, but I'm Christina on, on uh, uh, Peach and on uh, Periscope and on Vine. Um, I'm film underscore girl almost everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Twitter's, you know, my main jam. Um, so. Same for myself. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of Rocket. If you would like to rate us on iTunes, we would so appreciate that. And, and you totally so appreciate should. it. And. Yeah, and you know, also if you want to support us and the other shows at Really FM, uh, you can uh, subscribe to one of our. You can become a member. Yeah, at really.fm/slash/membership, uh, and we definitely appreciate that a lot. It means you'll get some special content from us on the one-year anniversary of Relay, which I believe is in August. So we're really it excited is. about that. It'll um, be the second-year anniversary, but yeah, when you, on, on or, uh, yeah the birthday month. Yes, exactly. Anniversary, anniversary. <laughs> Anyway, we're super excited about it. Uh, Thanks for listening to the show. This episode is terminated. Terminated.